reflecting the sun today with an exclusive, a world exclusive. In fact, I rather like the way they've done it. It says the sun. Then it says world exclusive from the paper that brought you Megxit. Frogzit. So what is Frogzit? Nice headline. Whoever wrote that headline definitely deserves a promotion. King chucks Harry and Meg out of Frogmore and offers it to dot dot dot. Guess who? Who really deserves it, would you think? It's meant to be delightful, gorgeous. Remember how much it cost to do it up and get it all up spick and span and ready to be inhabited by Harry and Meghan? A couple of mil, wasn't it? Who's it going to be offered to? Dot dot dot. Why don't we ask our lovely guest, Royal Commentator Emily Andrews. She can break the news to you. I don't see why I should. Emily, hello, how lovely to have you on the programme. Hello, darling Vanessa, how are you? I'm all right, it's very, very nice to see your little face. Thank you for joining us. Now, this is, I think, quite unexpected. I just imagined that Frogmore Cottage, which we know isn't a cottage at all, but actually to all the rest of us, ordinary folk would be a stately home. It's so big and gorgeous. I thought it would just be kept for Harry and Meghan in perpetuity. A, I thought it was a present to them from the Queen, but B, because I thought that everyone was hoping, particularly their own family, that at some point there'd be some kind of rapprochement and they must always have a base here to come back to. So you tell me what's been going on behind the scenes. Well, we have to go back a little way to sort of 2017, 2018, 2017 when Harry and Meghan first got married. And... Um, as we know now, Meghan didn't feel that Nottingham Cottage was big enough mm. for her. And so Harry asked the Queen whether they could have somewhere bigger. They were hoping to start a family. And then, of course, they did get pregnant quite quickly. And so the Queen offered Harry and Meghan Frogmore Cottage. As you say, it's not Frogmore House, which is a very big property in the Windsor Estate, but it was um, a lovely cottage, five bedrooms, that had been chopped up into sort of... Um, living quarters for courtiers and Harry and Meghan turned it back into a home. Now actually all pretty much most of the Queen's property is owned in inverted commas by the Crown Estate as is Frogmore Cottage. Mm. So Harry and Meghan rented it from the Crown Estate but as you say it was the Queen who allowed them and gave them the property but they didn't say they rent free and of course there's all that hoo-ha I'm sure you remember Vanessa about them all the renovations that the taxpayer paid for because of course at that point Harry and Meghan were senior royals and so the taxpayer paid out for all those renovations at Frogmore Cottage turned it back into a house and it cost 2.4 million then we go to Megxit 2020 in fact actually I broke the story that they were moving to Frogmore Cottage because they'd fallen out with William and Kate and didn't want to live next door to them again <laughs> Alice. Um, so even then, uh, the sort of Frogmore Cottage came, uh, had a bit of a, a sort of, you know, backstory to it. 2020, Harry and Meghan moved to California and they keep on Frogmore Cottage as their UK base and they began paying rent. I think I wrote this up, they were paying rent of around 18000 a month, which included gradually repaying that £2.4 million renovation cost that mm. there was all that hoo-ha about. Now, and I mean, I think there are two ways you can read this, Vanessa. Mm -hmm. Now, King Charles has said, no, I'm taking it back and I want to give it to Prince Andrew because um, Prince Andrew, who's currently living in Royal Lodge at Windsor and Charles is having to pay for all his security personally because Prince Andrew now doesn't have any tax their public security. Charles is having to pay, pay for Andrew's security at Royal Lodge, so he now wants Andrew to move into Frogmore Cottage which is within the security of Windsor Castle. So that would take oh, money. So it would be much cheaper to have him there. It would be much cheaper to have him there. Yeah. Now, some people 
may read this as good on Charles. He's got a backbone. This happened, by the way, after Harry's publication there. Hmm. Of course, regular listeners will remember that Harry didn't exactly spare his father, his stepmother, and particularly his brother in terms of criticism. Yeah. And so some people might think, good on King Charles, he's got a backbone. He's got he served his revenge cold to Harry and Meghan. He said you can't have your house anymore. Other people may read this as um, it means of King Charles, publicly, of course, Buckingham Palace, after the publication of Spare, Buckingham Palace saying, no, no, nothing to see here. We're not commenting, commenting at all. The king is still very fond of his son. It's all very sad. But now we know, thanks to Matt Wilkinson's excellent story in The Sun, that behind the scenes, literally two days after Spare was published, Charles's courtiers were saying to Harry, we're going to have Rockmore Cottage back, please. Right, so so obviously there's been enormous amount of speculation about the coronation and whether Harry and Meghan will attend or whether they won't attend. And I think it's kind of universally imagined or believed at any rate that the King would love Harry to be there. Um, I think we think that's the case. We know that he made a point of saying, I love Harry and Meghan, didn't he? Uh, 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 as soon really as, as um, the late Queen passed away. So I think we think he'd like him to be there. But is this a way to engineer a rapprochement to take their home here away from them and say, yeah, I, I love you. I'd like you to come to the coronation, but obviously you can't have Frogmore Cottage because that's going to your uncle. So you'll have to stay in a Holiday Inn or somewhere. Well, I think actually, there is rapprochement here because Charles has said that they can stay there until after the coronation. Because ah. as we know, Harry values security very highly. He's launched his high court case against the UK government, spending £300,000 worth of UK taxpayers' money because, of course, we're having to defend the case at the high court, or at least the um, home offices on behalf of you know us. Harry wants to be able to pay for Metropolitan Police Protection when he's in this country. And Ravek have said, whichever the sort of group that comprised of politicians, Home Office, Buckingham Palace officials have said, no, you can't, the Metropolitan Police is not for hire. So we know that Harry is very, very concerned about his, his wife and his family's security. So I think that is an olive branch by Charles. You know, come, stay at Frogmore Cottage, be safe there, come to the coronation. But I think really this is this is a long goodbye because how else can you read this as Charles effectively saying you're not welcome in this country mm. anymore? Come to the coronation, dear boy. Yes, we love you, father, son, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But after that, because we know, because Harry's told us that he has to be protected by that you know security curtilage within which Rockmore Cottage is situated. It's not open to the public. It's completely private. Mm. You can't get into that area at all unless you're a, a royal pass holder so it's completely protected and so effectively harry and meghan probably won't come to the uk anymore and, and and that's really sad because charles is not going to see his grandchildren it, obviously you know archie and lily but it's unlikely that charles is going to be you know hopping on a plane to cross the atlantic to go and see harry and meghan in montecito in fact we know there's been no family members who visited them in california apart from princess eugenie and her husband jack and I think this is really, I mean, I, I know from speaking to my sources that the royal family were pretty much to a man and a woman absolutely flabbergasted and horrified by what Harry wrote, particularly in his book, what Harry wrote in his book, mm. that really. I mean, yes, the Netflix stuff, we've talked about that before, but it really was the book. And this, I, I, um, I just say, Emily, that this hits home 
even harder because we know, don't we, that the Queen Consort, now to be known as Queen Camilla, it seems by everybody, is having her own grandchildren, an integral part of the ceremonial and the most solemn part of the whole of the coronation. They're going to be holding the canopy over her head when she's anointed, aren't they? And they're her biological grandchildren, and this is kind of the royal blended family. And we know that the king has a great relationship with them and read them Harry Potter when they were growing up and all sorts of things. So she's going to have her grandchildren front and centre, and it's likely, you're saying, that... The king won't see Archie or Lilibet ever or will hardly ever see them and they won't be part of his life. I think, well, I, I, it, that story about Camilla's grandchildren, Buckingham Palace off the record have rode back from that. Oh. They have indicated that that may not be the case. I mean, it is so smokes and mirrors, you know, with the press offices at Buckingham Palace. I mean, they say one thing, they do another. So who knows? We'll, we'll see on the day. I, you know, from my kind of, you know, many years royal reporting, I would be really surprised, actually, if Camilla's grandchildren were to do that in Westminster Abbey. It is the most sacred, it's the most religious of everything that's going to happen that coronation weekend. It is the time, it is the moment when king and queen are crowned. So to have non-royals, for a start, mm. um, I know that normally the role would normally be taken by duchesses, mm. so, yeah, it's the aristocracy, but to have non-royals do that, and to have the queen, uh, sorry, the king's step-grandchildren, yes, you know he's close to them, but to have them do that and then not have Harry potentially there and certainly not have Lilibet and Archie there, and, and we know, obviously, as we've been discussing, that the, the huge earthquake chasm between Charles and his son and his grandchildren. I'm, I'm, I think it would be a very bad PR move myself. See, I thought that. it went over beautifully. I thought people loved it. I thought so many people oh. have got blended families. So many people would much yes. rather have, you know, fresh-faced, young, much-beloved grandchildren than fusty old duchesses that no one's ever yes. heard of. Um, I, thought, I thought that was a fabulous PR coup. But let me ask you this. Prince Andrew, what's he going to be thinking about this? Because from what I heard, he's very happy at Royal Lodge and won't want to move to Frogmore Cottage. Plus, as we know, he's always somehow or other managed to carry on living with Fergie, despite the divorce and everything else. Will there be room for Fergie at Frogmore Cottage? Yes, there'll be room for Fergie. Um, and also, I'd expect to see her invited to the coronation as well. We'll oh. see. Mm -hmm. We'll see. It'll be the first time, I think, since, you know, Andrew and and, and, and Fergie were um, divorced. Although she did, of course, go to the Queen's funeral. Mm. So, you know, um, yes, she could live there too. Um, Andrew doesn't want to leave Royal Lodge. Sarah Ferguson, um, Duchess of York, doesn't want to leave Royal Lodge. I think Andrew's pretty upset that Charles has said that he's going to cut all these various grants to member of the family, members of the family. And that's why potentially Andrew had to leave Royal Lodge because although he signed a lease 20 years ago and he paid a lot of money, seven and a half million to renovate it after the Queen Mother died, he's only got a peppercorn rent himself that he pays £250 a week. But it needs much more money now spent to renovate. I mean, I think there's that saying, isn't there, that old houses eat money. Mm. And so, as I said earlier, the real problem for Charles is, is the security that he's now having to pay for for Andrew. He's paying for private security for Andrew now, but Andrew's not senior royal. He doesn't get automatically that Metropolitan Police-funded security, which obviously we, the taxpayer, fund. Mm. And so if Andrew were to be moving and would move into Frogmore Cottage, he then would benefit from that police security that is that protects that sort of you know windsor castle estate area and then that would save charles money but no andrew does not want to move 
gosh. So, so, so at the moment, Harry and Meghan, we know um, desperately offended by South Park. We know that. We know Harry is having some kind of chat on American. Is it a podcast that he's about to be on talking about something psychological? Yeah, he's doing a live stream, um, but of course, and, and so if people wanted to, this Saturday, if people want to ask him questions, they have to pre-submit the questions and they also have to buy a copy of his book. Um, some wags in America have said that this is because the second print run of his book, Spare, hasn't been selling so well. Mm. So this is a way of kind of like, you know, buy a copy of the book and then you get to do the, the live chat. Um, I mean, it's a bit... I don't know, Vanessa, I've never written a book, so I've never had to do publicity for it, but I feel it's a bit cringe. I mean, he he's doing a chat with this trauma expert, which again is great, but I just kind of feel how much of his trauma, of his life, is he prepared to keep monetizing? And he keeps and, and it is repetition of the same kind of things. I think we all have a huge amount of sympathy with him, the loss of his mother at such a long age, sorry, at such a young age. Mm obviously really struggled with his mental health like so many of us do and, and and that's that's awful but to kind of play out this this these these very difficult relationships in public what, what kind of trauma is that inflicting on his father on his brother on his sister-in-law on his stepmother i mean i i guess i mean I, a, a, a psychiatrist friend of mine said well that's the only way he knows how playing it out in public doing it in public that's the only way he knows how because he's a royal and, and that's what he that's what they do but i mean i you look at the queen it was always kind of never complain never, never explain, explain. Yeah. final final question emily we haven't seen megan very much but suddenly she emerged in a coffee advert um that's yeah. right isn't it yes yes absolutely yeah. She invested in a um, latte and kind of tea company called kind of latte, like Thai and great lattes, um, a couple of years ago called Clever. And so you go, know, I'm giving them free publicity. And then she appeared in an Instagram video with the founder, I guess, to, you know, plug, to plug her investments. And um, yeah, I mean, she is the ultimate influencer, isn't she? She's 